bless you. Hallelujah. Welcome to the second half of service tonight. I'm so excited to be here. It's been a while since I've had the opportunity to be able to share the Word of God with you guys, and I'm super excited about tonight. Super excited about what's on God's heart for us tonight and, and expecting. And I just ask that you, you put yourself, if you're not there already, which I'm assuming that you are, that you put yourself in that place where you are um, drawing from God, just expecting from Him and expecting change, expecting that uh, what God says He's going to do, He's going to do, expecting that in, you know, as we unite around God's Word, there is power and there is strength. Amen. And so let's just open up this service tonight in prayer and just welcome the presence of God because he's the he is the amazing lover of our soul. He is the change agent for good. And so we just welcome you. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. We just bless you, Heavenly Father. And we just thank you, Heavenly Father, for the amazing things that you have for us tonight. We just thank you for your endless love. We just thank you, Lord, that you stop at nothing to help us to understand your words and your ways, Lord. Because in your words, God, there is life and there is strength and there is peace and there is healing. And Lord, we thank you that we are learning that more and more from you. Maybe there was a day, Father, where we would have sought peace or strength from somewhere else, but we are learning and we are able to encourage others, Heavenly Father, that true strength and true, true peace and goodness comes from you. Lord Jesus, you declared that when you walked on the earth that God, my Father, he is good and every good thing comes from him. And so we just welcome you tonight. We just welcome your will in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah tonight. Hallelujah. So I just welcome you and just want to say that I'm so glad that you are with me tonight. So glad that you're here. So glad that God is with us and really expecting and want you to expect. Maybe somebody could chat that in. I'm expecting miracles tonight. Maybe somebody can declare that tonight just over that, the chat that every time we come together, there's strength. And every time we come together, there's unexpected great things that are happening. I, I've never chatted before but I love to see the conversation going on. It's super encouraging, and I believe that God wants church and our time together to be encouraging, amen? So we've been in, and you heard that at the opening of this service, we've been in this time um, where God has sort of called this segment Made Well, where uh, he's declaring to us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made by him, um, that he has put inside of us no matter what we have heard, no matter what we've experienced, no matter what others have said about us, he has put the absolute best on the inside of you and I. And, you know, I think about it when I was thinking about tonight and thinking about, you know, the beginning. We want to go to the beginning and think about, you know, because we can learn a lot from the beginning of things, learn a lot from how God intended things to be. And so in the beginning, God was walking with Adam and Eve and he was loving on them. He was walking with them. He put the best in them. He gave them responsibility and authority and it was good. And I just think that maybe, you know, the enemy, the scripture talks about, you know, the enemy, maybe he just watched and maybe he looked on and maybe there was a, you know, where 
the scripture tells us, I believe it's Psalm 8, you know, even the angels declare, what is man? What is man, God, that he, he is getting all of your attention? And, um, and so I was just thinking about that, you know, maybe the enemy's walking and, and just uh, watching this interaction between God and people. And maybe there's a jealousy that arrive, arises inside of him. And, and so what he's all about then is trying to steal that identity. He's trying to steal that God purpose. He's trying to steal anything inside of Adam that would cause him to know that God loves him, that would cause him to know that God wants the best for him. And so I believe today, Tonight, in the name of Jesus, that God's desire is that the eyes of our understanding would be opened up. That we would, in the same way, when we look at the beginning and we see what, what the enemy tried to do with Adam and Eve, where he tried to steal that God identity, he tried to steal that witness of love, that witness of unconditional love from their hearts, and he tried to put in, the, the scripture tells us that after a while, the, the scripture says they're naked and afraid and they find themselves hiding from God. Well, that is not where they started, but somehow the enemy got in there and tried to make a mess of things because I feel his jealousy maybe between that amazing relationship and you know what I think it's no different today I think that God's desire is that his love would be poured out to each one of us and the enemy is always trying to get in the middle. He's always trying to meddle. He's always trying to tell us lies about God, tell us lies about, you know, maybe you're finding yourself, maybe tonight you find yourself in the middle of something and his lie to you, instead of, you know, God is there for you, God loves you, God will go to no, you know, he'll stop at no lengths to help you. Maybe the enemy is in there and he's trying to whisper things in your mind that God is not good, that God does not want to help you and so it's why God er, he puts on the brakes you know and he has seasons like this or times like this or months like this where he's reminding us not necessarily maybe you're hearing it for the first time but not necessarily for the first time that we have been fearfully and wonderfully made by him that he loves us that he will never leave us that he will never forsake us and so his desire for us tonight in the name of Jesus and even throughout this teaching and in the days ahead of us is that we would learn that we are who God says we are, that our eyes tonight would be opened up in the name of Jesus. And if there's anything inside of us that's telling us something to the contrary, that God is good or that we are good or that our life and our future is good or that others are good, if there's anything there, God's desire, Acts 26 tells us, is that those things, those thoughts, those uh, ideas or things that we've learned because of circumstances that they would turn from darkness to light. The scripture says in Acts 28, from the power of Satan to God and that we might receive, the scripture says, our freedom or our inheritance, that we would come to that place through the word of God, through our time together tonight, that our eyes would be opened in a greater way, that it would make more sense to us. I guess we could say it like that, that God loves us, that that we have a place in God, that we are loved by God and that we have a place in God. You know, I believe with everything that's in me, something that's been going off on the inside of me is that God has been transitioning us. He's been wanting, he always wants to, but he's been wanting particularly so as we enter this new season or I'm sure you've been hearing a lot about it, this new era. We're entering a time that's completely different than the time that we were in. 
And so um, it's been on me. I'm sure you're feeling the same thing that we're transitioning up and out of some old things. Yay for that. <laughs> yay for that. Up and out of some things that weren't so fun, that weren't maybe so good, uh, weren't maybe such good experiences and into something that's good. We're transitioning. We can use that word, right? Um, and, and you know what the enemy sometimes tries to do? Like God is there, he's all the while rooting for us, you know, so that we could transition, transition into the goodness, transition into the increase. The enemy is always there to try and meddle. He, you know, he tries to meddle and tries to get in the middle of things so that we would, you know, maybe it's like it can hit you sometimes unexpectedly where everything is just going absolutely amazing. And what he tries to do is what he did with Adam and Eve. He tries to undermine God. He tries to undermine his nature, tries to undermine the love that he has for you and the purpose that he has for you. And the way that he does that is it's, you know, he lies about the nature of God, lies about who God is. But the other thing that he does is he lies about who we are. He lies about who we are. And you know, when we go through, he, he has a marvelous way. You know, I don't want to give him too many kudos, but he has a marvelous way of sort of watching us and examining our lives and knowing maybe those areas. He takes the very thing that God puts on the inside of us, fearfully and wonderfully made, those areas of strength, those areas of grace, those areas where we are going to do amazing things for God, he sees those things. He sees what it looks like when he sees success. He's been watching it for a long time. And so when he spots someone coming out of the womb, he gets it by now that God places goodness on the inside of you and I. And so he watches to see what that goodness is. You know, you can see it in a child. I'm learning that more and more as I watch it in my grandchildren that you can see personality. You can see gifting. You can see calling. And so in the same way that we learn how to see that, why? Why do we look for those things? Because we want those things to grow. We want them as a pastor. I want to spot those things in people and I want them to grow. Why? Because when we can identify what those good things are that God has put on the inside of us and we can walk in those things, then we are promised a life of fullness. We are promised a life of fullness. Not everything always going right, but answers to those things, you know, those little mess ups that want to happen in life, ways out, or like the scripture said, ways of escape. And so in the same way, what he does, and not in a fearful way, because the truth is he's afraid, which is why he, why he watches and why he examines, because the gifting that God puts on the inside of a baby, of a small child inside of you or me, that thing is so earth shattering to him. It makes him afraid. The goodness, the strength that God has put inside of you makes the enemy afraid of you. And so what he endeavors to do from when you are small or when I'm small is to spot that. He knows what it looks like. He looks for it and he spots it. And what he tries to do is he, he tries to twist it. He tries to get us, which is what we've been learning, right? In his sneaky trickery is to get us as far away 
as far away from that place of gifting, as far away from that place of grace and strength and peace and fulfillment as we ever could. Why? Because he's so mad at God. He's so mad at this beautiful, you know, this, this beautiful way. I think Pastor Ian shared it with us in the very beginning. It's like when God looks at his creation, he is like wowed. He is like floored at you and I. You know, kind of like, maybe not right away when a baby's born, <laughs> but after a little while, you know, when you kind of count all their fingers and you count all their toes and, you know, you're just sort of looking at their features and you're like crazy. Wow, that is so crazy, God. They're like everything is perfect and everything is absolutely tiny, but it's in its place. And we marvel. And it's kind of like that, like God was infatuated with the man, the man, his children that he created, that he breathed life into, and the enemy didn't like that. And so this teaching made well is all about, yes, it's all about, it's all about identity. It's all about God's desire to see that identity that he placed in you and in me before the foundation of time restored. Maybe you're walking in it. Maybe you're walking in a portion of it. I tell you, I promise you, God's, God's desire is that our eyes would be open, that your eyes would be open, that my eyes would be open to see the greatness, the gifts, the, the amazing gifts. It's like this beautiful, you are like this beautiful basket of beautiful things that God has poured on the inside of you. And in this time that we spend together, God's desire is that identity would be realized more and more. And maybe, you know, if you find yourself and you're so far away from it and you maybe are finding yourself in a place where you're like, I don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know God. I don't know what God wants me to do with my life. Maybe you're finding yourself in that place. Well, I'm just encouraging you as we pray for you and as you go over these teachings again and again and again. See, the teachings, as we come together, there's this thing called a corporate anointing. There's presence of God on these teachings when we gather together and when we listen to them over and over again. They, they strengthen us. They encourage us. They cause us to realize what God has put, good things that God has put on the inside of us. And what God wants us to do, you know, or, or what the enemy wants is that we would, when we look at the story of Gideon in Judges chapter six, we find Gideon, we find him hiding, the scripture tells us, in a wine press. And that is exactly, God's desire is that identity would be restored that vitality and adventure would come to our lives and, and that sense of fulfillment. And the enemy wants us to never find that if he would have his way. And so we find this, you know, as, as we, you know, we go to Judges chapter 6 and we, we see that the angel comes, right? Um, he, he comes, right, and sits under the tree where Gideon is threshing wheat at the bottom of the wine press, hiding the grain from the Midianites, the scripture says, and the angel comes to him and says, mighty hero, right? Mighty hero. And what the enemy wants is that fear to cause us to hide, right? That fear to cause us to be quiet. That fear maybe, maybe you said something, maybe you did something. Maybe you were so excited to step out and do something for God, and maybe you didn't do it quite right. You know, maybe you didn't do it quite right. And wasn't he, you know, it's what he does, like, like right on the heels of those things that we step out and do for God. He's right there 
to not affirm you. See, God wants to affirm you. He wants to encourage you. Just like when we, we see a child going, you know, to wanting to learn how to ride a bike for the first time. You know, they might fall off of that bike and we're not going to stand there and, you know, holler and scream or laugh at them or make fun of them. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to be there doing what? We're going to be there rooting them on and cheering them on. But that's not the plan of the enemy. If the enemy had his way, each one of us would be made to be quiet. Each one of us would be made to never do another thing, to never act for God again, to never do another random act of kindness for anyone ever again in our lives. That's the kind of trickery that he sets out to do that we see, that we see with Adam and Eve, that we see, right, when he came in and he was cunning, the scripture said, and deceiving them and all the while, all the while just jealous about the greatness that was in them, jealous about the great things they got to do for their heavenly father, jealous about the love that father had. In the same way we find Gideon. You know, when we look at Gideon, who was Gideon? You know, Gideon is hiding in a wine press. Somehow, somehow that great deceiver got a hold of his identity where Gideon is afraid and he's hiding. But you know what? The truth is that God grabs a hold of Gideon, which is exactly what he's doing in this time of transition in your life, in my life. It is exactly what he's trying to do, but we say no to that in the name of Jesus, which is why we're preaching the word. It's why we're opening up our, up and opening up our Bibles. It's why we're coming together. It's why we're praying together. And it's why God said to us that we are not skipping a beat. See, that word... And, and thank you for all of your giving. That word is just continuing to go forth and to go forth and to go forth and to go forth. Why? Why is that so important? Because people are hiding. People are afraid. People are hiding. People are backing up. They are backing up by the multitudes. And that is not who they are. And that is not what God has for them. It is not what he has for you. And it is not what he has for me. And, and it has nothing to do with doing it perfectly. It has nothing to do with earning things. It has nothing to do. Yes, we aspire to do things the way God wants us to do. But the Bible says that man looks at the outside. The enemy looks at the outside of how we do things. He looks at the outside and he mocks and he jeers and he makes fun of. But the Bible tells us, I am telling you for those times where you have stepped out, those times that you have, you know, he would love it for you. He would love it for you have, to have done something nice for God, uh, 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 for someone, and then to find out maybe that that very someone that you did something nice for you, you found out that they were saying nasty things about you. Why? So that you, he makes sure that we hear those things. He makes sure that that press, that rotten press, that negative press finds its way back to us. Why? So that we draw those conclusions and we make statements like, I'm never doing another nice thing for anyone ever again. The problem with that is, what if it is this amazing heart of compassion that drew you? What if it is your God identity that caused you to just step out and do it without thinking? And all of a sudden, he's right there. You know that game where those little animals come out to just kind of bonk you on the head with that hammer? That's what he does. God doesn't make junk. He makes amazing people and you are amazing you are amazing and your destiny is amazing and the plan that god has for you is amazing and you know what the amazing truth is is that everything you would ever need to live this amazing life 
God has already set it out before you. And I think that the, the reason why so many times there's frustration in life is because the sad truth is, is that somehow, some way, when we haven't performed just right, maybe for man because they didn't know any better because of woundedness, and we didn't get the right praise that was needed at the right, you know, at the time or the right affirmation and we drew wrong conclusions. And so we maybe find ourselves, you know, just a little to the left. The problem with that is our provision. The problem with that is the resources that we need, the help that we need, the healing that we need is maybe just a few degrees to the right. And so God, in his mercy, in his love, you know, in, in, in this great cloud of witness, in the desire of heaven, in this season, in your life, and in my life, is that we would transition with his help that we would do so. We would step out into the greater things this year with knowing that God's with us, that we would do so knowing that God is rooting for us, that we would do so. Can you imagine, can you imagine as we rehearse this truth and this reality, this reality, you know, like look at Gideon. So here he is hiding. And the truth is about Gideon is that he was not afraid. The truth is, the truth is that God was with him. That's why he sent the angel to him. The truth is that Gideon was a military leader. The truth is Gideon was a judge, a conqueror of the Midianites. The truth is Gideon was a hero. And you are a hero. And I am a hero. In whatever way, whatever gifting, whatever bit of greatness, that God has placed on the inside of you. And see, that's why part of the trickery, can I just say, when we don't understand the great things God has put inside of us, then we start doing things like looking at other people and how they do things and admiring what they're doing, which is amazing, but then wanting to do it like them and comparing ourselves amongst ourselves, with the, which the Bible tells us, Never, never compare yourselves amongst yourselves. Why? Because each one of us is fearfully, uniquely, wonderfully made by God. Yes, to work together. Yes, a lot of times to be under the same roof. And I think that's where it can get so confusing. But oh, God's desire tonight is that the eyes of our understanding, Ephesians 1, that light would come in where there's been darkness, where there's been jealousy, where there's been a stepping out on things and the, the response maybe wasn't the way we felt it should have been or our actions you know, weren't as eloquent as we would have liked them to be. But God, just like he was with Gideon, when you step out or I step out in God, can I tell you, the most important thing is not that we do it perfectly. The most important thing is that God is with us because we are stepping out, because you are bold enough and courageous enough. See, that's what happens when you are joining in and tuning in. Sometimes he makes you wonder, you know, why are you tuning in? Why are you so radical? Why are you so on fire? And people laugh, but you know what the truth is? The truth is, we will never find our way apart from the light that comes from God's presence, that comes from God's word. The Bible says that his word is like a flashlight. 
And when we're around people who are moving with God and we're around people who are going towards him, around his word, and we're, we're just, you know, doing what John did, maybe just not knowing what to say and just leaning on him. Light is coming. Strength is coming. Help is coming. It's coming. There's never been a time when you read Judges chapter 6. There's never been a time, I promise you, where you have cried out for God's help and he has not been there. The Bible tells us when Gideon cried out to God that God's response was not, oh, you fool, what are you doing hiding? Don't you know you're a judge? Don't you know I've called you to be a deliverer? No, that's not what God's response was to Gideon. And it is not his response to you. I want to tell you that there is so much power that heaven is releasing on this earth right now, picking you up and me up, us up together supernaturally. There is a supernatural work of God that is going on right now. We could have been miles and miles and miles away from where we should have been. But there is this accelerated work that is going on in God where God is doing what he did with Gideon. I mean, they were being beaten. They're, they had been going through this motion year after year after year after year. And when they cry out, God is right there. He was right there. He, he sends the angel and he begins to declare, Gideon, you are not you are not who, who you think you are. You are not who the enemy. He says, you are a mighty warrior. And I was thinking about that this morning, you know, as we're summer. We're in summer, right? We're in summer. <laughs> it's been a long winter, huh? Yeah. Um, but a good one. A good one, but a long one. And so I was thinking, you know, I think men do this too. But, you know, sometimes girls can do this when we talk about not comparing ourselves with ourselves, you know. It's like, you know, sometimes I've done that. It's like you don't maybe have a good idea of like how you are, how big you are, how, how big is my nose, how, how long is this, how big is that, you know. And sometimes I'll say, you know, hey, honey, is this of this look like that? And he'll be like, no, 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 no. And so, you know, as, as I was walking this morning and just praying, this thought came to me. It's like, you know what? You can't trust. You can't trust necessarily when you look in the mirror what you see, you know, if you're out there tonight and you've been suffering with anorexia because you've been looking in the mirror and you're seeing something that is maybe ugly and you're seeing something that is not is less than beautiful, is less than perfect in God's eyes, I want to say that is the work of the enemy because God does not make junk. But I also want to say, you know, we can't, if I use that analogy, it's like we can't trust what we see when we look in the mirror if we're not getting our facts, if we're not being strengthened and encouraged by the way God sees us, leaning in. See, the best thing that happened to Gideon that day is not that he was more afraid and cover his head, but the best thing that he did that day was he took God at his word. Now we know, you know, he goes through these steps to prove God and to test God. But the greatest thing the greatest thing, the moment he be began to engage the Lord, the moment he began to see the hand of God outstretched on his behalf, 
It was like freedom was on, on its way to him. It was like deliverance was on its way to him. It's, it was like his, his inheritance, his identity. It, that's where it began. Every tiny baby step that you make or that I make, the enemy wants to tell us, oh, it's not big enough. Oh, you're not doing enough. You're not reading enough. You're not praying enough. No, the truth is every tiny baby step with a genuine heart to know God more, to know God more and to see ourselves the way that God sees us so that we can do what God wants us to do on this earth so that we can help Jesus. That's why you're here, you know. Yes, to enjoy life, but we can get sometimes so wrapped up. We, we need to go through. This is such a necessary time and it's something that we're always doing. We're always, we're staying so close so that we stay aligned with who God is and who we are. It's kind of like looking in a mirror. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. You go out there and it's like, you kind of get a distorted view of who you are. And you can get a distorted view of what it is, why it is that you're here. A distorted view of others. A distorted view of what you're supposed to be doing. And then you just kind of come close to people of God who are moving in the direction that you are. And you come close to God. And you come close to his word. And it's like you look in a mirror and you're like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm here. I hated people yesterday, but yeah, Lord, thank you for your perspective. Thank you for your perspective. Thank you. I see, Lord, you know, I see why you put that heart of compassion in me. You know, testimony in my life is that, you know, one of the things about me is, is that I can sometimes feel what people are going through. And I remember for years and years and years until, you know, God uh, in the beginning just kind of crazily doing it and then get not understanding things and kind of getting tired as a result of doing it, you know, and finding myself eventually running in the other direction because of how much it would tire me out or how much pain I was experiencing. And one day the Lord said to me, you know, Tina, knock, knock, knock. <laughs> how are we ever going to help anyone if you're always running in the opposite direction? And I said, I know God, but it hurts so much to see what people are going through. And he said to me, you know what? The same thing he's probably saying to you, the same thing that he said to Gideon that day, I'm with you and I will go with you. I will go with you. Kind of reminds me of, you know, when a little child goes with their big, big, big parent, you know, and they're kind of hiding behind them. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm here, God. I'm here, God. But you're the one. You're here too. And that, that's the place where we find great, 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 great strength and great, great trust. And so the enemy's desire, right, is that instead of, you know, having that acceptance that God has for us, that love that God has, that we would that we would experience that rejection, that idea that we can't trust God's love. And, and it would bring us, right, to that place, right, where we would adopt the perspective maybe of the enemy, the perspective of lies and not the perspective of God. And, and as a result of that, become insecure or maybe guarded or maybe distant, maybe striving to find approval or maybe like just striving with this, this, you know, this sense of achievement. But, you know, maybe everybody around you feels so beaten up because it's never good enough, right? Maybe you're in this place where you feel like, you know, or you felt like you have to fight for every single thing, right? Um, every single thing that you desire, every single thing that you feel is important, where there's always something that can be better. You know, and it's not that, it's not that that's not the kind of life, we, life that God has for us because 
when we walk with God, we are on this ever-ascending path, this ever-ascending amazing pathway in God. But I'm talking about this sense in our heart where we never arrive. We never seem to get there. It's never good enough. That's kind of how Gideon was feeling discouraged. He was feeling beaten down. The last thing he was feeling about himself was that he was a military leader. I promise you. The last thing he was thinking about himself was that he was a conqueror or a hero. But the truth is that's how God saw him. That is how God, and when we look at the scriptures, that's why God has them there. He has them there for us because the enemy is a swindler. He's a thief, the scripture says. And not that we're afraid of it, because remember, the enemy is afraid of what God's put in you. But God wants us to be aware that he wants to swindle your future. He wants to swindle those amazing, maybe quirky, maybe different gifts inside of you than everybody else. Yay! But he wants to swindle them. Why? Because every gift that God puts inside of us will bring life and help and strength and peace and answers to somebody, somewhere. Somebody somewhere needs what God has placed on the inside of us. God's desire in this season where the enemy tries to steal, God's desire is to rebuild. It's to rebuild. It's to rebuild. And I, you know, I had an example when little Lola, my granddaughter, this is like a long, long, long time ago, even though she's not even two yet. It was a long, long time ago. And she was just having this, you know, separation anxiety and not really wanting to go with anyone. And I remember the wisdom of the Lord to her parents were basically like, whisper this little song into her ear. And I remember, you know, as we talk about God's voice is like a whisper. God's voice. That's, see, that's what Gideon did. The best thing I said is that, you know, when God didn't agree with the fear and the lies about Gideon, instead God took him in that place of absolute weakness and said, I'm with you. I'm with you. And together, that's what he's saying. We're going to do great things together. In the same way, when God was, or the enemy was trying to steal that sense of boldness and that sense of courage and that sense of love for people away from Lola and, and causing her to move, you know, we can see it in children in the absolute opposite direction. You know, how could an extroverted, outgoing, little adventurous girl be afraid of people? Accept that at one, the enemy is trying to just veer a little to the right, just veer a little to the right, just veer a little to the right, and set up circumstances by good people sometimes doing not so good things that they are not meaning to come out so bad, like Peter that day, kind of like Peter that day, you know, when he was talking to Jesus, and Jesus' response to him is not so much against Peter, but against the plan of the enemy. You know, it's like Jesus was saying, I know what you're doing, Satan. I know what you're doing. And if you think I'm going to let you get away with this and I'm going to allow fear in and veer to the right when I need to be going straight ahead, no way. That's kind of like what Jesus was saying to Peter, even though it sounds super mean and abrupt. He was just addressing the enemy and just driving him out. 
which is exactly what Lola's parents did. And they went to the Lord instead of, you know, wringing their hands, you know, and watching that fear and coddling it. Isn't that so much what we want to do? We want to go, you know, into our room. We want to put the covers over our head. And, and that's so real. It is so real. But I'm telling you, every time you are watching and teaching and somebody prays for you at the beginning and somebody prays for you at the end, man, you open up your arms, you open up your heart, you receive that in. When you read your Bible, you read it out loud. And even though your head is screaming at you that you are not, that you are not, that you never will, you just keep going. You just keep going. You just keep going. The beautiful thing about Gideon is he was still there. He might not have thought about himself the way he should have, but he never gave up. He never left. He kept showing up and doing what he needed to do. And so I believe it with everything that's in me that God is moving us to a bigger place. He is promoting us in this season. He's moving us to a bigger place. And so what he's doing, see, he's not doing something without adding the strength to us. He is strengthening even tonight as you are listening. He is releasing his strength. He is releasing his courage into you. If you've been there and you felt like you wanted to quit, maybe you've seen your gift and maybe people laughed at you. You know, I remember my, my little daughter, you know, I remember she was such a little evangelist. And I remember she, you know, she spent some time with a little girl who didn't know the Lord, who made fun of her. And you know what? She decided what my daughter decided that day, that she was not going to share Jesus anymore because it hurt too much. How many of you know that little girl that didn't mean to hurt her, that sometimes the enemy uses people who don't know. Sometimes we've let him use us when we haven't realized the setup the setup to hurt others, to, the setup to get people, to get us off our course. But we are saying, we are saying no to that in the name of Jesus, and we're letting the light, we're letting the lights come on in the name of Jesus to the way we see ourselves and the way we see the world around us and the way we see others and the way we see the great things, the identity that God has given us, that we have been made well, that we are children, children, children of almighty, a powerful almighty God. Hallelujah. We are not going to let him steal our identity. And so they didn't wring their hands, as I said, you know. They went to God and said, okay, God, we see this opposite tendency trying to come out in her, and we are not going to leave this alone. We are not going to let this go unnoticed. Because how many of you know it could be like a tiny little degree at a time? You know, a but over years, over years, it's why we, we can find so many people who are feeling like they're living so purposeful uh, uh, without a purpose in their life. And that is so not how God made you. He has a dream and a purpose. His dreams, he puts his amazing dreams inside of each one of our hearts. You know, he told me that one time. He said, Tina, I put my dreams inside of every single person. There's not a person that does not have a God dream. My dreams. They're carrying, we're carriers of God's dreams. And he doesn't put that, those things inside of us without equipment. Imagine that mindset as we listen to these teachings over and over and over again. And pretty soon our teaching, our, our, our thinking starts just, it's changing and it's changing and it's changing. And what was so difficult to imagine is getting easier and easier. Success in life 
is getting easier and easier to imagine. The fact that God's put amazing things on the inside of us, the fact that we can, as we spend time around this, it's getting easier and easier and easier. Why? Because Isaiah tells us that within the word of God, the word of God contains the very power to change your life and situation and my life. And the enemy would have it that we would be running in the opposite direction. I wonder why. I wonder why. He just like, it's a dead giveaway, right? It's just, it's just a, de- a dead giveaway. But we're not receiving that in the name of Jesus. And I just want to bring this all to a close. And I just want to pray for you. Oh, let me just tell you the end of that story. What the Lord told them to do, which was super cool. And you know the funny thing was is that not everyone did it, but I did it. I, I heard what they were saying. And because I wanted a relationship with her, I just did what they told me. And they said, you know what, you, what, what the Lord's showing us? I know it just seems really weird. It makes absolutely no sense. But just like, just put your mouth just really close to her ear and just whisper. Mimi loves Lola. Mimi loves Lola. And you know what I would find? I would find that, you know, she was warming up to me and she was less and less. It was a God strategy to keep her on course, a God strategy where the enemy tried to steal who she was at one. And, and you know what? The funny thing was that I found is that people who would do it, who would just whisper. Can I tell you tonight? God's whispering truths in your ear. Maybe as you're hearing me, Maybe there's something that I've said that God made me say, and it's God whispering in your ear tonight. And what's he doing? He's just encouraging you. And what's it doing? Little by little by little, it's getting you back. Little by little by little, degree by degree, getting you back on course, making you stronger. Little by little, your heart that felt so cold and so dead is coming alive again. Hope is being restored. See, sometimes we want it all to change overnight. And the truth is, the best kept secret is that the word is so powerful and that it's alive and that it is changing you. You don't always feel it. But if you won't quit on God and quit on his people and quit on his word, you will find yourself. We will find ourselves living the most amazing life smack in the middle in the middle of God's dreams, our dreams, using the beautiful things that God has placed on the inside of us. God's desire is to rewrite things. God's desire is to fix things that maybe got broken. Fix things that maybe got broken. And you know the best thing for us to do? Honestly, the best thing for us to do is to realize, the Bible says it like this. It says our wrestle, our war, our fight is not with people. The enemy uses people, people who don't know it, people who don't realize it. You know, we've all been used one time or another, angry, afraid, jealous, and said things maybe that we didn't mean, right? And you know what God says to us? He says, let them go. They don't really know. They don't really know. If they knew they were being used by the enemy, they would never have said, they would never have done. But see, he's such a swindler. He makes it so that we never join the dots. 
so that we never get to the place where we hate, hate the fact that, the fact that he was able to use us to hurt someone so easily and we run to God. That's what we're doing in this season. We're running to God. We're running to God for fullness. We're running to God for fulfillment. We're running to God for restoration. And we're running to God for the healing that we need so that we become, uh, we allow the enemy to use us against people, to hurt them less and less and less. How do you think that's a good idea? I think someone should chat that. <laughs> I love blessing people. I don't want the enemy to use me to hurt anybody anymore. I don't want to be used by the enemy to hurt anybody. I don't want to cuss somebody out. I don't want to get angry at people who are doing their best. I want to be a person who loves. I want to be a person. Maybe you could chat that. I want to be a person who loves. I want to be a person who encourages. I want to be a person that brings light and hope and joy and what is that god jesus the presence of god heaven his glory how about you i want to be that person that brings heaven everywhere i go so what do we do how do we get there we ask god number one we ask god god we just ask that you would open up our eyes open up our eyes god to maybe where we looked in the mirror and we haven't liked what we've seen. Open up our eyes and give us your perspective. Help us to see what you see. Number two, God, we ask that you would help us to close the enemy out. Help us, God, to not be ignorant of what the enemy is doing. Help us to see what you see, to see that we are who you say we are. Help us, God, to do what Gideon did. Gideon leaned in. Help us to hear what you have to say and to believe what you are saying. And then lastly, God, help us to receive your help. Help us to receive your words of encouragement. Help us to sit still long enough and get quiet long enough to let you speak. Gideon, that's what the angel said that day. The angel said, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and he said, mighty hero, mighty hero, mighty hero. What was God doing? Little course corrections around his true identity. Little course corrections because he didn't tune God out, but he listened. God, we just declare that we do that tonight in the name of Jesus, that we're letting you help us that we're receiving your encouragement we're receiving your ability in the name of Jesus even as you told Gideon I'm with you we're letting you help us we're letting you help us we're hearing your whis your whispers in the name of Jesus and I just want to say these things over you as I release you tonight in the name of Jesus just that that you are a winner just that you are a winner that you are blessed that you are blessed God says you're blessed he told Gideon that he was a mighty hero I'm telling you tonight that you are blessed I'm telling you tonight that you are prosperous I'm telling you tonight that God has success for you I'm telling you tonight that your security 
It really, 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 really truly is in God. I'm telling you tonight that you are valuable, that you are forgiven, that you are accepted, not rejected by God. Maybe rejected by unknowing people, but not rejected by God. You are accepted. You are accepted and you are equipped. You are equipped. You are equipped to enter this new season. You are equipped in the name of Jesus with God and with God's ability. You are equipped. You are anointed, empowered, and overcomer, and you are well able. You are well able in the name of Jesus. Woo, hallelujah. God, hallelujah, rebuilding, whispering through his truths into our ears. Why? Rebuilding our God identity, fearfully, fearfully, and wonderfully made by God made well. God bless you. Thank you so much. I I pray that this teaching encouraged you. I pray that you felt the presence of God and the strength of God and the courage of God and that you will listen again and write those things down and look in the mirror. Look at yourself in the mirror where you might have not felt those things and you begin to say those things. I am a success. I am equipped. I am blessed. I am prosperous. I am a child of God and I am loved by God and my destiny. Oh, you watch how that strengthens you. You watch how that strengthens you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for all that you have done, for all that you have done, your prayers, your giving, for all that you do to make this word go forth in the name of Jesus so people would know him and they would be strengthened by him in the name of Jesus. Good night. Thank you so much for joining. Bye for now.